Hey, perfect timing. The Sonia Dunn Show starts right now. You're listening to The Sonia Dunn Show. And of course, I'm Sonia Dunn. We're going to dive into the world of short films with our guest today, Carter Pletcher. Carter is the founder and CEO of Shorts International and an online and cable channel called Shorts TV. Plus, we will discuss everything from starting his own company to attending the Oscars to his unique relationship with Jennifer Lopez. Yes, J-Lo herself. So stay right here with us. We're going to have a wonderful conversation. You're not going to want to miss this one. You're listening to The Sonya Dunn Show. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm your host, Sonia Dunn. Our guest today is Carter Pletcher. He is the founder and CEO of Short Internationals. Now, Short Internationals is a conglomerate of, of different entertainment companies dealing with short movies. Short International is a distributor, broadcaster, and a producer of films for those who focus on short filmmaking, whether it's narrative or documentary style, and also animation. So we are so happy to have with us today, Carter Pletcher. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you, Sonia, so much for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, and we are, I wouldn't say we're a conglomerate, but we have, uh, we're, we have companies in India. Uh, we have an office in Los Angeles and we're headquartered here in London. And, I'm, and that's where I'm, I'm coming to you from now. So you, you're being very modest. You guys have your hand in a lot of things, online distribution, but you're also help produce a lot of things for the Oscars, yes. uh, for theaters, yes, as well as online. And then you do have the studio, the studio production, correct? We do. We have a, uh, our main business is Shorts TV. Okay. And Shorts TV is a television network. It's carried in America on direct TV. It's carried in Latin America under a slightly different name that means the same thing. It's called uh, TV Cortos in Latin America. And it's carried all across Europe as Shorts TV. And then in India, it's Shorts TV India. Um, and so it's in uh, so it's four different networks, four different feeds. They all have one thing in common, and that is that they only show short movies and original programming about filmmakers and short films. So we've, uh, we started the network in, uh, we actually bro started broadcasting in France first in 2008, and we bro started broadcasting in America in 2011 with DirecTV and some other cable companies. 
and we launched in uh, launched the network in Latin America uh, two years ago, twenty end of twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Uh, I guess end of twenty eighteen in India also. So we've um, we've been growing a lot. It's available right, now. Exactly. If you can believe this, we're now available in a hundred million homes. Wow, because uh, I read that you're like in roughly 90 countries. So that's, that's pretty good. We're the biggest short film seller on iTunes. And wow. so they're available in 92 countries. The, uh, the network is available only in four countries, but, but in, you know, that's in India, real. we're in 60 million homes, 60 right. million people. Wow. It's wow. a lot, a lot of homes. So did little Carter know that this is what he wanted to go into? <laughs> no. Uh, I, um, so I, you know, I, I like school a lot. I did well in school. And unfortunately, if you do well in school, sometimes it doesn't, uh, help you figure out what you want to do. Right. So I, I love math. My dad was an engineer. So I thought I really want to think I want to be like my dad. I'm going to be an engineer. So I went off to the Air Force Academy, studied astronautical engineering and graduated and started work as an astronautical engineer. So did, were you one of those guys who had their pick of the academies, but you decided to go west instead of east? For, for I, I, did, I uh, was offered uh, West Point and the uh, Air Force Academy, and I decided on the Air Force Academy. That's yeah. Right. So you started your career. Yeah. Um, um, you said astrophysics? Correct. Uh, astronautical engineer. Astronautical engineering. So you were going to make planes. No, I was going to make, I, I track satellite orbits. I oh. calculated, I'm like the ladies in, and this is exactly, what's the movie, uh, the NASA movie? Hidden Figures? Is that what Hidden you were referring figure. to? That yeah. was, I wasn't that attractive, but that was me. <laughs> uh, I totally lived that whole differential equations all over the boards and all over the place. We calculated satellite orbits and we had computers that did it, but we, you know, to the training and when you get down to a problem, yeah. you just do it on paper. And so we, we tracked satellites and I worked at NORAD in Colorado Springs. And, uh, and, and when, you know, when we made determinations about whether the sat our satellites, U.S. satellites were under attack or not. Wow. So, what made you, you know, with their thing with COVID-19 is it's all about people pivoting to, in order yeah. to survive and adapt. And the military is about adapting anyway. But I understand that you have a, 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 a JD, yeah. a law degree. So what made you pivot from, from doing more STEM work to going into law? Well, uh, first of all, I love the military. And I, uh, I had thought, you know, that I would be in the military forever. I went to, uh, and one of my classmates uh, was Heather Wilson, who oh, yeah. was uh, recently the Secretary of the Air Force. Right. And we were good, good buddies. We served together uh, in, as cadets. She was the cadet commander and I was her deputy. So we were very good friends. And I really thought the Air Force was going to be what I did until I came to Washington, D.C. 
And in Washington, D.C., I saw folks working on Capitol Hill, got to know a lot of them. I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And I'd studied political science in addition to astronautical engineering. So I um, left the military and working in the Pentagon. I was doing all this secret satellite. I worked in a vault and everybody in our vault had a different combination for their drawer. Right, the thing they needed to, put, yeah. yeah. It was very crazy. But so I went to work on, on Capitol Hill for a couple of very good senators. It was a really fun time. He was on the Foreign Relations Committee. And I had a great time and went to school, law school at night while I was working on Capitol Hill. This is the Sonia Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Sonia Dunn Show on FM 96.3 HD4. I'm Sonia Dunn, and this is The Sonia Dunn Show. Let's get back to our guest, Carter Pletcher. Carter is the founder and CEO of Shorts International, and also an online and cable channel platform I left the military and I was a congressional aide. Oh. I was the I was the legislative director for Senator from Colorado. And I did that and I went to law school at, at night at Georgetown for four years, four and a half years, every night. So it was pretty tough. I would work all day and go to class. We had class at six and we'd have class from six to ten, and then you had to come home and study at night. And I studied all day Saturdays, most of the day Sundays. So what was that moment that changed for you to say, I'm going to go in a different direction from military to law? What was that aha moment for you? I think uh, it, this is a pivot probably that now, looking back on it, probably wasn't I was not correct. There's okay. some, there some other, other pivots I made where I was totally ahead of my time. Right. But that pivot, I think I was not correct. I thought I was doing space stuff. And I worked directly for the Secretary of the Air Force as he, I was 20-something. And I thought in the military, especially in the Air Force, because I couldn't fly because of my eyes, that I would never have a chance of being properly promoted. And I really, uh, because of that, and then I was doing really well. And an officer came and said, we've, we have a, your next job. 
We're going to appoint you to be the commander of a radar facility in Greenland by yourself. <laughs> You're a commander of one. <laughs> well, there would be about <laughs> 10 people. And we'd be locked in for two years in, Green, in northern Greenland. And I said, this is like good. Wow. <laughs> So at that, at that point, I really said, you know, maybe I should look around and try something else. I, I, but, you know, the guys who I worked with, every last one of them, every single one of them, are two, three, four-star generals today. Wow. Wow. So, but you know, I probably, I'm not nearly as smart as they were, but the, uh, but, but it was everything happens for a reason, right? Exactly. Everything happens. Even, yeah. even our mistakes. Yeah. Um, things we don't know. Why, you know exactly. Yeah. But that so, was how I did that pivot. So law school. Working all day, going to law school at night and all weekends. And I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked on the, I worked for a Republican senator. We did the BCCI, the Bank of Credit and Commerce International that went under. We did a whole investigation of them. My senator was on the POW MIA investigation with John Kerry. John Kerry and John McCain were the yeah. senators that did it. So I was one of the staff guys that supported that. So we did some amazing, interesting stuff. Met uh, the South, you know, Mrs. Bhutto and the Prime Minister of India and Yasser Arafat and uh, Mr. Netanyahu and yeah. all of the wow. world leaders at the time. Yes. Uh, and it was kind of an amazing experience for a guy in his 30s. You finished law school, but you decided not to stay on the Hill. Why? So I finished law school and I thought, you know, I'd someday I'd like to come back and do politics, but dad and I've always said we'd start a business and I love the idea of doing business. So I got, and I was offered a fabulous job in London working in banking. So I came to London and I started uh, doing investment banking and I did that for several years, loved it. Uh, it was a very, very interesting field. And while I was banking, I got a master's in finance at night uh, at London Business School. And I, uh, just to make sure that I knew um, finance, right. and I, uh, and as I, you're doing that, you think, okay, well, you know, the thing that makes sense for me, really in the long term, I love banking. <clears throat> it's great. And it's more like being an engineer. We called ourselves financial engineers. Uh, I said, you know, the, the dad and I really have always said we want to start a company. And so I, I at one point during the financial crisis in 2003, two or one or two, I, we, I uh, started a company. Uh, we, I had gotten, made some money in banking, took some time off. And I said, I'll go back to banking if I can't start this company, if it doesn't work. Right. We started the company, and uh, and then it really failed. <laughs> <laughs> so, picked yourself up, evidently, and, and tried to start an, another company? No, so this, this company we started is the same one, Shorts International. Okay, okay. And, uh, but, so I put all my money in, and I had made some money, and I... And I tell people now it would have been a little quicker if I'd just gone to the, the cash machine and taken out all my savings and burned it and just moved on. I would have gotten the same financial experience as I got. So I, but then I raised some capital from my friends and my folks and, yeah. and uncles and aunts. 
and uh, we kept the company together. We, you know, we pulled back at that point, you could put a short film, we put short films online. This is in 2002, 2001, 2002. Yeah. We were putting short films online. And it was early, early. Really early. We, it was amazing. And we, I love shorts. I didn't really know anything about making them or doing them, but we we're putting them online. And unfortunately, the more popular they are, do you know what happened back then, especially? The higher your streaming costs went, and the more money you lost. Yeah. So we did a big one. For, and it, for example, we did this huge project for Nike. And we did a film, a young director's competition and filmmakers. And you could vote, go on and vote. So many people were watching the films. The guy calls me after the second day. It was supposed to be a week project. He says, get that thing off of there with the money. You know, the money is crazy. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it was very, and if you remember back then, you'd click on something. And you didn't ever, it didn't stream really. You'd hear the audio, but the pictures would just, it'd be like a series of photographs. Right. Stills that wouldn't move because there wasn't enough bandwidth. It was pretty bad. So, so you were ahead crazy. of your time. So you were ahead of your times, actually. Uh, well, so this is the pivot that was way too early, but it was correct. That was the pivot that was yeah. correct. The first pivot... Probably I was wrong, but yeah. this pivot, definitely I was right. I was just early. Just early. And sometimes that's hard um, because you do lose a lot of money being too early. You do lose time. a lot of money. I can tell you about losing a lot of money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I've had, in the end, I've had pretty much the same experience that any filmmaker does, right? And right. so I really understand what it's like to be a filmmaker, to have a dream to want it to work, to yeah. know that it's going to work and know that your story or your product or your project is going to be something great. Yeah. But, but having it not work and having all your money, lose all your money. So, you know, it teaches you unbelievable skills in financial management. This is the Sonia Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? Amid the chaos? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Visit us at SoniaDunn.com to get a rundown of guests, special events, opportunities, and much more. That's SoniaDunn.com. www.SoniaDunn.com. Thank you for staying with us here on the Sonia Dunn Show. I'm Sonia Dunn. Let's rejoin the conversation with our guests, Carter Pletcher, founder and CEO of Shorts International, and also an online channel platform called Shorts TV. I think, especially for filmmakers, sometimes we can create stuff and we don't understand the business side of what what we're creating exactly. and financial and taking not just to produce it but to distribute it and keep it active so yeah yes. go ahead so no i had i had so so i learned you know there are whole weeks when we would because and the other thing in the media business is nobody pays you on time so we started making music videos and short films for anybody that hire us we pulled back the streaming on the website so that only when we were getting paid did we stream 
We uh, sold films. We, we built a, started building a big catalog. We have the largest catalog now. We have almost as many titles in our catalog as Netflix. We have 13,000 films in the wow. shorts TV catalog. It's huge. Wow, that is a big catalog. Wow. It's huge. Now it's huge. Then it wasn't huge. So we did anything to, in shorts to make money. There were, because people don't pay you every week, you have to call people up and say, you know, I owe you, I owe you $1,000. How about if I pay you a hundred and, and it's overdue, by, but I'll pay you a hundred today. And next week we'll try to send you another hundred, but you know, but we'll get there right. and you can, and you can send us into bankruptcy, but we'll, I promise to pay you as long as everything, nobody sends us to bankruptcy. And so people hung on, waited, we paid them. Uh, there were even a few days when there wasn't enough money in the company to pay for my bus fare home. I walked to it. was probably five miles. So, you know, you learn a lot. Um, yeah. Evidently when you started this company, you knew this was what wakes you up at night and wakes you up in the morning as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I love short films. I love being around creative people. And I love the challenge of getting a business to work. It's fun. That was your obstacle in, in, in also your setback was. There's a lot being, of setbacks. Yeah. But the main one was being ahead of your time and, and, and not having enough. Um, and not knowing. Uh, I didn't, you know, I, now I can produce anything. And yeah. I didn't, hadn't really had, I didn't have experience. Yeah. Uh, running financials is not the same as running a business. No, it's not. No, no, no it's not. It's and totally having contacts is a big important thing that I didn't have. Um, so it was. How long do you think it took you to be able to really get your brand out there? Well, it took three or four years to kind of figure out what I was doing. Okay. We got in. Uh, we got a deal uh, to to release the Oscar shorts in 2006. Was the first year we actually released them with the Academy of Motion Pictures, and we started releasing films on iTunes then. And uh, and at that point, then we we started going to because you know you have to figure out in the, in any business like this where is that money. Right. And so I I pitched every cable channel in Europe in America, anywhere, a, on a short network. They all thought I was crazy. So how many no's did you get as far as, is it too many to count too the many. no's before you got your yes? I never took a no. Okay. I, I had one of, all you say, if somebody says, I'm gonna, you know, we're not interested, you say, you know, I think this probably isn't the right time. I'm sure I'll be back in three months, see if we can talk about it again. We'll give you an update on our on how on the progress we're making, right. and we did a lot of that. And finally, a guy named Patrick Drahi in uh, France helped us launch the channel in on his network. He had just started a company uh, called Numericable and started a cable company in France, um, and uh, we launched on, in France only on numeric yeah. in French. I don't, I speak a little French, but not very much. Grade school French. 
And suddenly, suddenly we were, I'd never scheduled a channel. I'd never run a TV channel, but I went to him and we had this meeting and he said, could you do, could you do it? And I said, yeah, of course, <laughs> anybody can run a TV channel. You know? And it was totally crazy. We were running around, you know, with tapes and getting, and it's very expensive and we got everything set up and we, we did, you know, and we're big spreadsheet We're you know, now everything's on software, but at that point, we didn't really know how to schedule a channel. We were doing it by spreadsheets and everything else. Uh, yeah. And Patrick has had a great bit of success. He, uh, so he's been a great friend. He bought Cablevision in um, New York. Okay. And now in New York City, the, the cable company there. So he's now owns cable in Israel and cable in Portugal and in the, uh, France. And... Um, big cable system in the United States. So he's, uh, he's become a billionaire. I, I haven't yet. <laughs> I'm sure you're getting there though, right? Well, I'm, I'm doing my best. But, uh, <laughs> so that was another pivot because yep. you're just doing it on, on, online where you so we're doing it online and, and, and now you, you moved to a network. We, we launched network and that was really because we didn't know, how to make money online, nobody yeah, monetize it, yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, with any type of content business, media business, monetization is absolutely the key. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a tough thing to figure out and get it right. To get it right, the, yeah. the, that is the key, to get it right. Because there's, there's, our industry is changing and pivoting so quickly and so fast now where everything going online, how do you, how do you monetize that when so much stuff is free? So, so right. I, I agree with you on that. And the other thing that is absolutely true is that the big guys like YouTube, you know, last year they announced they have 15 to $17 billion a year in advertising. And there's, they say they're paying 40% to filmmakers, but, of, uh, but of course they're not. Right. They have ways of defining it so that, maybe less than we calculate less than 5% is going to filmmakers. So it's just a, so YouTube, some people make a little bit of money, but not compared to the amount of money right. that YouTube make, Google's making. This is the Sonya Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Visit us at SonyaDunn.com to get a rundown of guests, special events, opportunities, and much more. That's SonyaDunn.com, www.SonyaDunn.com. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm Sonia Dunn, and this is the Sonia Dunn Show. Let's get back to our guest, Carter Pletcher. Carter is the founder and CEO of Shorts International, and also an online and digital platform called Shorts TV. 
agree. Content I've made, it's hit or miss as far as you try to find a distribution deal. Is that going to work for you? How, how, do you, how do you monetize out of sight that? Is it exclusive? Is it non-exclusive? To try to make some type of profit of, of what you create. How does that look different for you and the people and how you're contributing to the ecosystem to, to, in order to broaden it so that more filmmakers can actually monetize their, their content that are short. So we're, so there are, I think there are a lot of ways that we're trying to make sure that we can monetize the ecosystem. Um, and it's not only for filmmakers, it's not only about monetizing the ecosystem, right? Uh, some of it really is about getting the right kind of, of a platform. A lot of filmmakers are not interested in monetizing their one short film. They want to be seen. Right. Best example, that first year that we started releasing the Oscar shorts, we did it with Magnolia Pictures. <clears throat> And that was in 2006. We released, they released them in about 70 theaters and we released them on iTunes. iTunes is the only part that made money. But one of the guys had, uh, that was the, a nominee had a great film called Victoria Paracino. And Victoria Paracino, he is a, uh, an American with a Japanese mother, but, uh, but very interested, grew up in California, very interested in Latino stories okay and his and this at the time especially and he told he had this story about uh some immigrants who had hidden in the back of a truck a refrigeration truck and were brought across the border illegally in cal into california and it was a true story and they all passed away because of the, they were suffocated horrendous film absolutely amazing story but from that short and we publicized it and got him a lot of attention. But from that short, he was able to then, he had a script for a feature that was about the same story, but longer. He was able to make his first feature. And after that, he made several movies. And, and it was really that, th that experience with the short that he made as he graduated from the University of Southern California that launched his career. His name is Kerry Fukunaga. <laughs> and he's a great friend and he's, done amazingly well amazing uh, filmmaker um, writer uh, and just teacher. a cool guy yes. thinker brilliant guy but it's that kind of platform that is absolutely essential for filmmakers to get themselves seen and noticed and the oscars before we started distributing the oscar shorts nobody saw them nobody knew about them but now anybody who's interested in shorts can go see them and and studio executives can all pile into the theaters watch the films and go wow that guy is good yeah and uh and so some so we really feel that the oscar shorts and my being a member of the academy of motion pictures you know one of that whole platform is there to really help filmmakers we support lots of festivals we sponsor all kinds of competitions for filmmakers. A big part of what we do is, is support emerging talent. And to tell you the truth, all of the hard work and not making money has not, you know, this is one of the parts of filmmaking because I have never considered myself somebody that has talent. I'm not really a director and a writer. 
But seeing these guys, giving them an opportunity, when you have talent, it's like singing. I can't sing two notes. But somebody that has a fabulous voice, you just feel like I've got to help you. Right. You've got to do something. It's, it's a gift. Yeah. And a lot of these filmmakers have a gift. And so it's just like Carrie. It is a great, great honor to be with them and see them and kind of push their gift along and uh, help them tell their story. So that's really one of the things we love most about Shorts TV. So with Shorts TV, what's next then? What's next for Shorts What's next? Yeah, what's next? Well, we've been testing an app with our uh, 500 of our uh, our audience members on direct TV. Okay. Uh, and it's very, you know, we think viewing short form content is very much like watching, uh, like listening to music. Music is the most successful short form content ever. And one of the problems that we've seen with our viewers on TV over all these years is that when you, when you just like if you have to, listen to a song and then pick the next song and then pick the next song. It's just exhausting right. and you stop listening. But if you can just let it play right. and skip it, if you don't like it, like Pandora does and uh, like it and you get more of the, like the ones you like, it's fantastic. And we've, we've created the same thing like Spotify for short. So you can like it, skip it. It just keeps playing on the app. And what we found during this period, so we, we've been testing with an audience for about six months. Since January, our, our amount of time that people are spending on the app, these 500 homes, are, has gone up by 400%. So it's gone up by four times the amount of time. They're spending almost four hours a week wow. on average on the app. Wow. Wow. And that's, wow. All, and, and that's all short film content. It's, it's all, so we launched Some of your original, also your original programming team too, or just a short yeah, Some of our original programming and, and original films. A lot of them we've, we've funded. Okay. Um, but, but we launched it with 3,500 titles. So there are uh, some other competitors that have come into the market and launched their short content services. Right. And they launched, so that we launched with about a 1, thousand, twelve hundred hours of short films. Three thousand five hundred films is about a little over a thousand hours, close to twelve hundred right. hours. Right. This one, one of these new services that came out of Hollywood a couple of weeks ago launched with less than a hundred, like eighty hours. Wow. That's like three days of watching, t watching it, and you're yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, and you're done. It's like, okay, what do I do? So, what we see is our audiences just diving and, and our audiences are, are watching, you know, the crime guy watches horror maybe. And we can see that the person who likes happy films, because you can build playlists, happy playlists or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The person who watches happy films and animations is not watching the crime. So you have to have like a big catalog for everybody. Right. right? Yeah. And what we've seen is that they just dive in and go to it's a particular fantastic. genre or mood. So yeah. Huh. That's so we're having, so we're, we're, we've just launched into testing the Android version. We're uh, building the Android TV version so that we can launch on lots of OTT services. And we're, we're, we're launching in another service in Peru ne this next month. 
launching another service in India in the coming months. We're launching another service in Mexico in the coming months. So we're launching everywhere almost all the time now. This is the Sonia Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Exercise is hard. So is maintaining a healthy diet. Of course, neither is half as hard as dying. Type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke kill nearly a million people a year. But most of these deaths are preventable with regular activity, a healthier diet, and not smoking. Talk to your doctor about your risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. You can stop it starting right now. Get moving. Visit CheckupAmerica.org or call 1-800-DIABETES. A message from the American Diabetes Association. Visit us at SoniaDunn.com to get a rundown of guests, special events, opportunities, and much more. That's SoniaDunn.com www.sonydunn.com Thank you for staying with us here on the Sonya Dunn Show at the Sonya Dunn. Let's rejoin the conversation with our guest, Carter Pletcher, founder and CEO of Shorts International and also an online and cable channel platform called Shorts So you're trying to move into the, the digital space. We're way in, we're, we're going to be everywhere. We want yeah. people to be able to watch short films in movie theaters and on TV and on their phone right. and on OTT, anywhere you are, all you do, we want you to always be with you. Got it. So it's really fun. Now, one other thing we're doing in content, in the world of content, we're working with, in our Latin America uh, feed and TV cortos, we're working with the biggest maker of telenovelas in Latin America. And together, we're going to, we're in the process of reinventing soap operas. For the short film version? For the short, for. So we're going to use short, we're creating little mini novellas Got as it. a test for mm-hmm. longer form series. And we're going right. to release them in all of our markets. We're just selecting the scripts. Uh, and as soon as we all kind of get out of the, um, the house, lock, 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 <laughs> yeah, get out of our houses, <laughs> then uh, we'll be moving back into production. is really exciting. We we're doing it with the biggest, uh, most successful company maker in Colombia that makes is the most successful telenovela maker. Yeah. And uh, but they've never really done short successfully. So we're doing. Uh, it's it's becoming a huge competition for the yeah. future of soap operas. Yeah, wow. And telenovelas is is, is huge as far as they they resonate um, internationally, not just in in the South American region. So that's good. It's um, fantastic. They're great in yeah. India. We have a great a big audience in India. We're growing in leaps. We've grown forty five percent in India since the beginning of wow. January. Uh, so, you know, we would like India, we are just asking that the Indian government consider leaving everybody at home longer. (laughs) (laughs) So they, they can watch TV, George TV, more. More. They can watch it even more. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good, it's a good time to be someone who makes content because you've got a captive audience. Yes, and the only problem is you kind of can run out of it, I think, is that's yeah. the, that's yeah. the uh, challenge. Yeah. So, Carter. Yes, ma'am. 
is shorts the only way you're going to go or, 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 or do you think you might move into the long form? No. Okay. I have for almost, for more than 15 years, we have stuck to shorts. Do we do everything in short? We do, we've done music videos and short films and, and branded advertisements and anything in shorts. Right. Uh, the only thing we draw the line at is long. And what's considered long for you? Over 40? or Anything over that 30? I can, anything that makes me fall asleep. But uh, <laughs> I don't have a very long attention span. <laughs> but we use the Academy Motion Pictures definition because it's 40 minutes. Okay. And less. But our average film is about, uh, live action film is, is 15 minutes, comedies, dramas. Our average animation is probably six or seven minutes. Okay. okay. So we're that's so we're we're staying only with short content. I you know we've been the only guy in this field for a while. Other folks are kind of getting interested in it, which yes. is good. But it's a I think I I cautiously predict that when you and I are do this ten years from now most of the content that people watch will be short form. Um, it's social media platform. It's short. It's a short form. It's all content. short. Yeah. And, yeah. and the good news is uh, the more short attention, short uh, form content you watch, short films, short series, the shorter your attention span becomes. You won't just have to watch more. Yeah. <laughs> we... <laughs> That is true. And yeah. the one has over 3,000 um, content. 13,000 titles. 13,000 titles. Yes, ma'am. 13,000 titles right now. Yes. We're, now, who knows? Every year we're buying about 2,000. Wow. It's a lot. We are, we are out there. Our guys are amazing. Wow. So we're building a big library. All right. All right. So I'm going to come, I'm going to check in on you in 10 years. Okay. Uh, see how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. This is the Sonya Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Visit us at SoniaDunn.com to get a rundown of guests, special events, opportunities, and much more. That's SoniaDunn.com. www.SoniaDunn.com. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Thank you for staying with us here on the Sonia Dunn Show. I'm Sonia Dunn. Let's rejoin the conversation with our guest, Carter Pletcher, founder and CEO of Shorts International, and also an online and digital channel platform called Shorts TV. 
before we go, give me three tips. Three tips, tips okay. for filmmakers in regards to getting themselves out there. I mean, you talked about just being seen, but yeah. what about anybody who, who's, who really wants to try to make a living or even supplemental income off of their short films? Can you give some tips on that? Um, or is it possible? I know, I know yeah, that a lot of people say that, you know, I can make 100K off of my short film. Let me show you how. But is it really realistic? I think it is certainly possible. It is starting to become much more possible to make short content, whether it's music videos or short films, and to start making some kind of living. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I, I know a friend who's making this crazy stuff. He's making um, videos, and I think he's pretty well known. He's made videos of marbles rolling. And wow. then he went to Thomas the Tank Engine of all these marbles in his 30s. And he makes $50,000 a year just on these little videos that he puts on YouTube of of Hot Wheels cars going down. You know, he films all the Hot Wheels. He's gotten fantastic yeah. at it. And it's, they're very, he's one of the four, three or four people that, that does that. So I think one of the first things you have to do is really have focus and a bit of faith in yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, or, and for some people, it's faith in God. But a, a faith that kind of gets you um, that when you have to, when you can't afford to take the bus home and you right. walk home, you say, this is okay, right? Yeah. Right. I'm, this is not the end of the world. I have some faith that this something's going to get better. Right. I think the second key that I tell filmmakers is that they have to learn to listen to their audience. You know, this big uh, project that's been come streaming out of Hollywood that's failing now, a, almost a $2 billion project that's really a, crashing and burning, is something that Hollywood execs all sat around and said, you know, your kid does this and my kid does that. <laughs> What's that? Right? right? You have to be in touch with your audience, down on the ground, hearing what they say, seeing what they do. You have to go to all the screens, you go to the, you know, and then you know. Right. And I think probably the last thing is that cre you have to realize, in, in especially in media, is that creativity is distinctly different than celebrity, right? Mm. This, to be successful in filmmaking, you have to be somebody, Kerry Fukunaga is not, I will tell you, is not somebody that cares about, uh, well, he, you know, he stars. He wants great actors. Right. He has great stories. He has a very clear direction. Right. And the reason he's successful is because he can translate that into a vision in the camera that is irrespective of the of everybody else. He writes a great story. He has a great eye. He does all the pieces of filmmaking. He knows how to really put that together. And that's that's a gift, but it's also essential. Many, many people come into this industry. They're all excited about filming and they can hold a camera and maybe get some great shots and they spend all their time trying to get a celebrity to take them forward. And they never get there. Yeah. It's about your own creativity your own faith that you're trusting in something else and really about 
as you can imagine, is about your audience. Yeah, yeah. Knowing your audience um, or, or finding the audience for that content that's going to actually really resonate with people. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I used to, when we started on iTunes, my, this, is, this is the crazy things you do. I, I realized we, nobody, iTunes signed a deal with us to put short films on. Nobody was putting short films on. The company, of course, we, I was practically, uh, you know, there was no money. And we had to have something succeed. So my godson was, um, he was probably five or six. And I, we noticed right away that the first things that, that were really selling on iTunes were little short animations. So we went and got tons of them, found them everywhere. And then, uh, and I also noticed that my, everyone that my godson liked would just off the charts. Yeah. So we, I used to make him sit there and he would, and he just watch the focus group. He and, he would, focus. and he would watch one and like he would get up from the chair and go get a drink and that one is dead, right? right. Gone. And, but if it grabbed his attention, it was for sure going to work. And we did that. We, we did all these trials. We did it with him and with some of his friends. And we got all yeah. these little kids coming over to the house to watch shorts and to the office. And it really made a difference. It's one of the things that saved us. And so, so you know, you have to get, if you want to sell something to kids, you have to get right down there with kids right. and go, okay. <laughs> what did you like? Why did you like that? Right. And you have to really go with it. It's really, it's really a skill. This is the Sonia Dunn Show. We'll be right back right after this. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Visit us at SoniaDunn.com to get a rundown of guests, special events, opportunities, and much more. That's SoniaDunn.com, www.SoniaDunn.com. Thank you for staying with us here on the Sonia Dunn Show. I'm Sonia Dunn. Let's rejoin the conversation with our guests, Carter Pletcher founder and CEO of Shorts International, and also an online and cable channel platform called Shorts TV. We're running out of time, Carter. I, I, there's so many stories, you know, that I think are, are great. Oh, you gotta tell me at least what I know, okay. as far as, uh, yeah. I like your stories already, so yeah, give me okay. a Okay, so when you go to the Oscars the yeah. first time, how about this? Okay. okay. So uh, this, I've told this story a little before, but going to the Oscars is, is amazing. Because when you, they, they let, they call them the sheep and the goats, all the yeah. goats, all, most of us, Academy members. <laughs> the, the red You're carpet. The goats. So, so the Academy members are the goats. So no, the, the, there are some, all, we're all Academy members. Okay. The only people who can go on that carpet are Academy members or nominees. Okay, got it. But the, the, the sheep, the lovely little sheep, are all movie, big movie stars. Got it. And the uh, nominees. And so they go kind of on the side by the press. The rest right. of us have to kind of walk over away from the press. Right? Got it. So, but there's, and there's a divider down the center that you can't really see except when you're there. Right. keep this apart. 
So, and they have a little aisle in the center so big movie stars can come walking up and down the aisle. Okay. And come up. So I, the, of course, my second year that I went, first year I took my girlfriend, second year I took my mom, mm. because you get two tickets. Yeah. So my, it was a huge moment. My mom was so excited and we we're standing there next to the thing so you can see the stars and they're talking, doing press interviews. And who should come walking towards us but Jennifer Lopez. And, and she's literally there and she sees my mom and my mom says, oh my goodness. And my mom has no idea who Jennifer Lopez is. <laughs> she says, it, this was the same trip when they went to see Mama Mia. Okay. And they, my mom said, I love this new music. <laughs> to Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. So my mother, uh, my, my mother, Jennifer Lopez, comes walking to my mom, right up at my mom. And they're standing right there. And my mom says, oh, that is a beautiful dress. And Jennifer is really sweet. And she goes to mom. She says, but your dress is beautiful. And so they just stood there and did the, oh, well, where did you get yours? And where did I get mine? And, you know, of course, Jennifer Lopez is amazing. Right. Well, so she, then she, and then they keep bothering her. And so she turns around and she's standing right here and my mother's standing right next to her. And, and you can't really, when you see somebody up close, it was kind of a very sparkly dress with flesh tones. But she turns around and has her picture taken, and my mom is standing literally behind her, but next to her. Right. And like only a few feet away. Well, the next morning, everyone, my mother said, came and she said, I don't know what it is. I've gotten more emails than I've ever gotten in my life, because she, of course, barely knows what to do with them. Right. Incredible number of emails. And uh, I said, so what do they say? Well, they say, Hester, we saw you. Um, you know, we, we've seen you on the red carpet with Jennifer Lopez and everyone. And so we were all very excited. And she said, they said there are pictures in all the national publications and it was true. Wow. And the reason for that was that Jennifer Lopez's dress, and you can go back and my mom is in all the pictures, the, the dress. That from, iconic dress? This iconic dress is see-through and you can see all of her- um, Anatomy. Anatomy <laughs> through the dress. And she's standing next to my mother. And my mother hadn't noticed that you could, you know, that it was quite that visible. Right. So it has become a huge Pilcher family joke that her uh, best friend, Jennifer Lopez, and she was, Jennifer Lopez was so sweet and, and reached out to mom after the ceremony too. But, um, you know, but, but was, got all the press attention because Jennifer was practically unclothed. Uh, <laughs> and there your mom was and there my mom was there i was we were very... uh, no pun intended but bosom buddies right yes exactly there you go. <laughs> <laughs> i've been a, i've been a member i was invited to join in 2009 so i've been a member of the academy 11 years okay so yeah yeah quite, quite a well yeah so it's a great it's great i'm on one of the i've been on one of the executive committees for our branch with all the guys, you know, and it's amazing talent and guys yeah. who are members yeah. uh, and really people at the top of their craft. So it's a, it's but you a also, Yeah, but you also produce a lot of the, the, um, the short um, film content for a presentation for the Oscars too. So right? all the Oscar nominated shorts 
we release in theaters yeah. uh, two or three weeks before the Oscar ceremony. We do that every year. We've done it for right. 15 years. And we make movie length, feature length movies out of each category. So if you want to, you can go watch all the live action nominated shorts, oh, all the animated yeah. as a different ticket and all the short documentaries as another screening. Yeah. And it's, and we've had great audiences. We've had a box office, our box office is around $4 million now That's good. for the Oscar short. So we're in hundreds of theaters across America, yeah. which is an amazing thing yeah. because when we started it, nobody thought we would be able to, to do that. Make it or, or even make it break even, let alone make a profit. So, so uh, from, from walking home with no money, to being in a hundred million homes and putting films in theaters across America every year. It's been quite a journey, I have to say. When you started Shorts International, did you, did you see yourself here or, 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 or is this beyond what you were imagining you were going to do with this company? I don't think you really ever imagine enough. Yeah. And, uh, and you just keep trying. Yeah. And have a little bit of fun along the way. I think that's kind of what you have to do. Um, and you just have to hope uh, that it, it does the things that you hope that it would. You know, I think um, so many people try great. And, and it's one of the things in Europe, people are only learning. But, you know, our forefathers in America all had to try, try things. Right. And they all got dumped in the middle of the wilderness and somebody had to make something work. Right. And um, it was hard for all of us, I think, all of our ancestors. And I think we, we more than, than most countries, have a, a national spirit of just let's give it a shot and try something. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that's an advantage for us in the world. Most cultures are more tentative more reserved, more af more afraid. We're kind of a little crazy. Yeah, I, I, I strongly believe that the U.S. has an entrepreneurial spirit about Absolutely. their way of living. Period. So, so yeah. I think totally. So yeah. All right, Carter. I gotta let you go. Thank you, Sonia. It was great. But you got it. You're welcome back. Welcome back anytime. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. Good luck. So you done. We'll be right back. That's all we have for this episode on the Sonya Dunn Show. Until next time, encourage, enlighten, empower, but most of all, keep it entertaining. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
Visit us at SoniaDunn.com to get a rundown of guests, special events, opportunities, and much more. That's SoniaDunn.com, www.SoniaDunn.com. It's the Sonia Dunn Show, every weekday at 1 p.m., 96.3 FM, HD4.